0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first edition of Bubble Sports Podcast. Appreciate everyone for joining in. Um, this podcast, uh, we're going to do a weekly. we um, going to do some different topis- topics in sports, um, current events, um, and hopefully bring on a couple people to interview. Um, so I can get us some cool insight on that. Um, this week, we're going to go over some unwritten rules um, in sports, um, a couple controversial um, rules that, have been up for debate for the last couple of years. Um, first one we're going to get into is kind of unwritten rules in baseball. Um, recently, Fernando Tatis um, was caught swinging at a 3-0 pitch up seven runs and created a lot of buzz around the league and a lot of older fans didn't really like that because, you know, it's all about respecting the game. Um, so I'm going to leave this one off to Aaron to start it off um, and get your take on that.
1: Yeah, so... uh I mean, this is the generation of backflips. And I think that it's absolutely ridiculous for people to have a problem with this. Obviously this is something that's changed in recent history, but I mean, if you're a pitcher and you're getting the bases loaded and you're down three 0 to arguably one of the best players in baseball right now, I mean, that's on you. You got to be throwing a better pitch and leading up to that, you, you can't be falling three behind three Oh. So I think that he's totally in the right for uh for swinging at that pitch right there
2: i have to agree with aaron um i definitely think you know people people want that sportsmanship aspect but at the end of the day it's a show also you know there's there's a game but these athletes are putting on a show so i think same thing if that pitcher allows themselves to get into that 3-0 then that's on them and the batter yeah i agree
0: I think especially during COVID when, you know, you're lacking the fan base um, in person, I think you want to try to get those fans back. And, uh, you know, when there's nobody at the game, you got re- to rely on, you know, Twitter and stuff like that to kind of put these clips out there. And I think, you know, it, re- it really did a good job of that, um, you know, in the marketing aspect as we got going on right now.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, look it's the same thing as basketball or any sport, really. I mean, you're a professional athlete, and you're asked to do a job, and just because you're beaten up on a team doesn't mean that your job quit stops there i mean if you were on the losing end, like would you just give up like I mean, I think it's kind of a similar thing like i you play till the game's over, like if you're losing winning, I don't really think it matters, like you're paid to play, so if you're getting offended by someone putting it on you, like then I think it's your job to stop them. Yeah, like, I mean I think that that goes for all sports. Like if you're getting upset that you're getting beat on, then you should do something about it. I mean, obviously, like showboating and things of that nature, when you're up by a lot, is a little is a little classless. But I don't necessarily think it's wrong or should be like looked down on.
0: Right, you I think that can kind of lead us in into experience. another. Kind of another unwritten rule is kind of uh, when coaches run up the score, I think a lot of people think that kind of goes against, the you know, sportsmanship of sports and that they might not think it's wrong. But I think in any type of sport, I think no lead is protected. I I think especially that's proven for a fact in baseball and in football. I mean, if you put all these, you know, you get penalties and stuff like that, like anything can happen in the game. Um, I'm all for sportsmanship, I think. Um, but I mean, from my side of view, I think if you're playing like a rival um, school or something like that, I think you know you don't want to show any mercy to that. I mean, like if I'm playing like like in high school when I played like one of my rivals, like I didn't care about run up the score. Like you know they were always kind of the enemy. So like, um, yeah, that's just how I see it. I'm not. Like, what do you What do you guys think about that? All right, let
3: me let me ask you this. Um, do you think that that falls on the players, or do you think that falls on the organization? Like, if a team runs up the score and keeps running up the score, do you think that falls on the coach to tell the players like, "Hey, relax," or do you think that falls on the players to be like, "Respect your colleagues," sort of thing? I mean, I feel like I feel like
0: it'll fall on the coach, and I mean, the players can't help like not scoring a basket like, or not swinging at a pitch like. I mean, as a player, you're there to. You're there to just execute plays, I think. As a coach, maybe you want to guide them in, to the sportsmanship way. I mean, that's just how I see it. What, what do you guys – I definitely
1: agree with you. I think that the coach is there to kind of overlook everything that's going on. And obviously, they're there for a reason. They're very very intelligent, and they know they know the ins and outs of the game. And, I mean, if you're going to just let your team run up a score and be disrespectful about it, Definitely there's, there's some responsibility on the players, but majority of it on the, is on the coach to, uh, to say something and, and stop it from happening.
3: But I, mean, I think that could blow up a locker room, though. Like, think of it from a basketball perspective. You have a team full of guys that are all dogs, let's call them that, and they're running up the score on a team, and the coach comes into the huddle and is like, hey, guys, why don't you take it easy? I mean, I think that has an, out, like an effect on the way that the players view the coach.
1: I know what you mean by that, yeah. but I, I think that it's more so on the coach to uh, not have the best players out there and maybe give chances to other people. um, Maybe not chances to other people, but, I mean, also at the same time, you're going to be helping uh, lessen the possibility of your best players getting hurt. So, in the end, it kind of works out for, for that team. I don't think a coach is necessarily going to say to stop scoring. I mean, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah. But I think that maybe pulling out some of your better players would be – more of the logical move.
0: Yeah, I, I could be that, you know, especially like in high school or college, like, that's when – those are the times when you want to give, like, the opportunities to, like, you know, JV or freshman or whatever, I think that can be a good look for the coach in the program um, as far as when it comes to the end of the game and you're winning by, like, 40. Um, but, yeah, either way, like, however the coach tries to handle it, I think – the organization's just gonna get a bad look either way. Um, I mean, like Belichick and the Patriots have had that in the in the past where they keep scoring. But I mean, it also goes comes down to like like in college basketball. I know like getting ranked for like the tournament and stuff. Like all comes down to your like how you do during the regular regular season. Like um, what's it called? Like score deficiency. I just.
1: Um, I, I also think that it definitely depends on the sport and also what they're doing within that sport. So like if we look at baseball and there's a team that's up by 10 runs, 15 runs and they're bunting and stealing I mean that's definitely a horrible look yeah. but at the same time if there's a pitch down the middle and you're up 7 and it's 3-0 count, you're you're swinging and you're going to try and hit the ball. You're not going to just roll over and purposely get out. Right. So I think, I think there's some sort of balance where you can be respectful, but you can also, uh, keep, keep doing your job.
0: Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I think we've covered that pretty well. I think kind of highlighted how sportsmanship kind of like the main thing there, um, kind of wanted to get into a different, um, unwritten rule. That's been a huge controversy, um, in baseball, but not only baseball, but pretty much all sports and, um, kind of getting into steroid use and, um, how the, how players have been handling that um, over the past couple of years, I know like players in baseball, like Barry Bonds, Mark McGwire, um, has faced a lot of controversy um, in the Hall of Fame voting um, because they used steroids. But I mean, their their athletic accomplishments and their Hall and their MVP awards and all that um, they definitely have Hall of Fame numbers. But it all just comes down to them using steroids, and people don't think that was right for them. But um I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys think guys like that should be elected into the Hall of Fame or should they be shunned away from the game forever? Or, um, Yeah, what do you guys think about that?
1: I mean, I think that Barry Bonds specifically, in my mind, should no doubt be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, obviously steroids has a huge impact on, on his career and his numbers, but, I mean, raw talent, there, there really isn't much better. And uh, I, I I think that he deserves it.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think, obviously, steroids benefits, you know, muscle gain and um, stamina and being able to train at longer lengths than, you know, the normal athlete would. But I think when you look at pure skill of the game, um, steroids won't help you hit a curveball or, you know, get better jumps at, you know, pitchers. Um, but I know – I was,
1: sorry. No. I also think that someone like Barry Bonds is a product of an era. And obviously steroids during that time and a bunch of different sports, but specifically baseball were huge. And if you weren't taking them, then you were just you were just 10 steps behind everyone. And without taking them, I mean, you would, these people are making money doing what they're doing. So if if you're not taking it, you're losing money for your family. So I think he was more so a product of his era.
2: Yeah, I have to agree too. I mean, like, Kind of like you guys said, there is, you know, the steroid use does play into his numbers, but I think behind that there is natural ability and, you know, intelligence of the game. You know, like it did help his muscle gain and stuff like that, but there is an incredible athlete behind that that deserves those, you know, MVP moments and stuff like that. So I don't think that the steroid use should hold him back. And, you know, like Aaron said too, that's it's kind of just what happened then doesn't make it right, but that's just the era that he was in.
3: What What do you guys think about, like, um, the everyday player? Like, not necessarily your Barry Bonds or your, you know, Sammy Sosa or someone, like, that's got incredible ability and is a legendary player with or without PEDs. I'm more thinking about, like, you know, the guy that makes the roster because he's taking as opposed to someone who's not and misses out on the cut or, like, let's say, a UFC fighter that's taking PEDs, that's fighting against someone that's clean, uh, do you guys think that that's something that is right, wrong, or what? I mean, I was talking highly buried bonds, but don't get me wrong. I think
1: steroids are, are horrible for the game, for every sport, and kind of forces people to step up to their level if they if they want to maintain themselves by taking it. So... I I think that it would be horrible for the game and just the health of all players if if it were commonplace, even for the for the average player just making a roster, getting in that fight.
0: Yeah, because you gotta think like steroids pretty much changed the entire game. Like the way athletes, you know, put the work in and training. Like especially in MMA and boxing, like these guys put in months of work. Um, you know, training for endurance and agility and all that. And I think, you know, if you just have a guy taking steroids, it's going to take half that, you know, half the time off the regular training would do. And, yeah, I think it's just, it's just really bad for the sport. Um, obviously, if you're looking at, like, entertainment and, like, marketing value, yeah, it does help because it creates, like, like I said, like in class a couple weeks ago when they talked about, like the Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa home run race, like obviously those guys are the biggest to use them and kinda of that summer was pretty crazy for baseball and everyone was tuned into the home run race for Roger Maris's record of sixty one. Um so from an entertainment side, I think it's fun to watch, but from the actual training and ruining of the sport I think it's just it's not very good for it.
3: Uh, I mean, playing devil's advocate, uh, like, taking steroids doesn't make you a better athlete. Right. Like, I think there's a misconception where people are like, oh, like, he's taking steroids makes him so good. Like, uh, like just using baseball as an example, um, like, you can't take steroids and hit a baseball. Better. Exactly. You can hit it farther, maybe harder, but, like, the skills of the game are not like you don't improve on those things. So like when people say, oh, like steroids are just a a way for people to get better. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think like you're just because you're taking steroids doesn't mean you're not putting in the same hours. You're not putting in the same care into your nutrition. You're not putting in the same care as your recovery. Like, I think that there's a huge misunderstanding with what steroids do for athletes. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of it comes from, people wanting to recover faster and be able to train harder so like i think that's something that people don't really realize like i think that's i don't know how i would describe it i I guess like it it makes it more palatable for me to be like oh wow like these guys are putting in the same amount of work if not more because they have more of a capacity to put in work that they're because they're taking stuff i think i think a lot of
0: athletes that take stories are kind of they're worried about getting better now. And they think if they take that risk of taking steroids then they're going to get better within like a week or, you know, a couple of months. But I think if you're just going to train and for months and for months on end, I think that's obviously better for you as an athlete. I mean, if you got to look at the long-term effects of steroids too, like, I mean, I know you can get like high blood pressure and, you know, weight gain and not in a good way rather than if you resort to just good nutrition and, and weight balance if you go to a trainer or whatnot. Um, yeah, these athletes just have to look at a long-term rather than short-term of, you know, let me get better to, you know, uh, get a better contract or whatever. But, yeah, I think athletes just need to look at that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it also, like, I think it depends on the sport, too. Yeah, like, I, I definitely think the rules should be based on what the sport is that you're doing. Like think about something like CrossFit. CrossFit is a sport that is like totally based on recovery and ability to pro- like produce energy. So like if you're taking steroids, that's a huge, huge, huge advantage as opposed to like something like baseball or like something like basketball where like you need a lot, a lot, a lot of skill and less strength and ability like our strength and agility and speed, like, you need more skill in that sense. So, like, I think that maybe the, not the penalties or, like, just, like, the rules around it, I think, should definitely be based on the sport that you're playing. So what, Instead of just a general sense of, like...
1: What sports do you think that they should change the rules for and maybe let players um, use steroids?
3: If uh, I don't know if use is... I don't know if I would say use, but like something like baseball or like something like golf, something that is heavily based on your mechanics, like golf or I don't know, basketball is another good one. Like something like football, where like you need to be stronger. I think is a little bit more of a cheat, or like like I was saying, CrossFit before.
0: Yeah, maybe like, get maybe going to like I know Nick as a rugby player. Um, you know, from that point of view in that sport, what, what do you think? um steroids would do for that for your sport
3: um i don't know i i think especially in the u.s like a lot of pro sport and and under that is not really heavily like drug tested so like in reality you have to imagine that there's a decent amount of guys using or at least you you would think so like does it make a difference I'm not entirely sure. Like, yeah, it's very physical and it requires a lot of strength, but a lot of the skill and a lot of the talent that you see is very technically based. So I don't know. I mean, I'm also, you know, what you're getting into. So like in the same respect, like if you go into a contact sport, you know, you're going into a contact sport. So like, I don't know. It's, t- it's a tough line to, to make in the sand. Cause like, you don't really know or like you don't really understand how much of an impact it is and le- until you play it, you know what I mean? Until you're going up against those guys. And sometimes you can't even tell. Like, sometimes the best guys are this, this tiniest, smallest guys. Like, it's very – it's weird in that sense. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it would make a difference. If I lost to a team – and also it's a team sport. So, like, if I lost to a team and I found out a guy was taking steroids on the team, I wouldn't really be mad. Cause, like it's 15 on 15 or it's seven on seven like i think that it's like if you lost it's it's not just because of one person so like i think also like team sport might be a big factor in that but there's a lot to consider i mean i don't
1: know i definitely agree with you that in in almost every sport you really need to have the technical skills and have that case but at the end of the day steroids make you stronger and run faster and recover quicker and i think that that's head and heels a huge advantage over anything else that you could be doing in in almost any sport and i couldn't really imagine where steroids were would not have that huge impact
3: yeah and i mean that's also like think about uh like weed that's not technically a PED, but it's something that like players are constantly getting caught doing and getting fined doing like for doing because like it helps with their recovery so like I mean, like, is that a PED? Like, do you think that that is something that should be banned? Or, like, do you think it's based on what's going on in the country right now? Like, if if it's legal in certain states, do you think that those organizations should have rules that allow players to do that sort of thing?
1: I mean, it definitely influences what's going on in the country. And, obviously, there's a movement towards legalization of of weed. But I think think they're in completely different categories. Um, I think just the impact that steroids have, comparative to um, marijuana I think they're totally different and also the the health implications for taking steroids are significantly worse than than marijuana which at the end of the day is the most important thing for the players is to make sure that they're they're healthy so yeah
0: I think there's a difference between um, with marijuana and steroids I think there's a difference between recovery and you know trying to get better I think players resort to steroids just to get that edge on other players that are competing and training at the same level as opposed to if players are using marijuana, they're using that just to, after, you know, recovery workout, like, you know, it obviously helps out with um, muscle relaxing and stuff like that after a long, long day of training. Um, Yeah. It just comes down to how players are using it and, Obviously yeah, and like I said, there's a huge movement of, you know, medical marijuana in this country and I think it's all just gonna come down to how that plays out with different leagues and I know um I'm not can't remember what league it was, but they marked it off their banned substance list. I'm not if I'm correct. Can't remember which sport it was, but um yeah, if we start transitioning into that I think it could be really good for the league. Um, as these players are experiencing a lot of injuries like in the NFL, we talked about in class the other day with concussions and um, CTE. I think you know these players can obviously benefit from that um, as they're having a lot of brain trauma and stuff like you know. Um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Uh, yeah, so I think I think that we we ended on a good point there. I think we went over a lot of you know important unwritten rules that have definitely been looked over um, in this you know today's society in sports, and I think um, hopefully that can leave up to a lot of conversation um, with the rest of the class here. Um, so I'm gonna leave it off for this week. I thought you know we hit a lot of good points. Um, you know just stay tuned for next week we got we're gonna have a couple good guys uh coming on to interview um we're just gonna set a couple things up um hopefully talk to a couple you know student athletes that went through covid um and the recruiting process um so that could be pretty interesting um as we get into it so yeah stay tuned for next week guys appreciate you listening.